Welcome to this episode of Courier Conversations. Now here's your hosts, Rudy Gray and Todd Deaton. Welcome again to Courier Conversation. We're glad you joined us, and I believe we've got a lot of good and hopefully inspiring information to you today. I have just returned from a trip to the beach with uh, my wife, son-in-law, daughter, and uh, two grandchildren. And we just enjoyed a week of pretty much solitude and just good family time, not soaking up too much sun, enjoying the ocean. And one thing I like the best about the beach is just listening to the waves. Me too. That is so enjoyable and just relaxing. It's almost therapy, isn't it? It is. It, it lifts your spirits, doesn't it? Absolutely. Well, our top story this time is the developing headlines coming out of the Southern Baptist Convention's annual meeting in Anaheim, California. Have you ever been to California, Rudy? I have been to California twice. Well, the last time the convention met in California was when it met in Los Angeles in 1981. I was only 17 at the time, and being a pastor's son, it was sort of a senior trip for me, I guess, because we went on out to Hawaii afterward. Well, And one thing I really remember is getting lost in L.A., coming back from a Dodgers game. Oh, fun trip. Fun trip. Absolutely. <laughs> we asked a police officer for directions, and I guess he kind of answered and said, we moved it during the night. But that's another story, I guess, for another time. Well... There may be a first for South Carolina in Anaheim this year because we have four candidates with South Carolina ties who are running for national offices. There's Alex Sands, pastor of Kingdom Life Church in Simpsonville. He's running for second vice president. There's Nathan Finn, a faculty member at North Greenville University, who's running for recording secretary. David Roach, who has taught at Anderson University and is now an Alabama pastor, is also running for recording secretary. And then there's Daniel Dickard, who's now a North Carolina pastor, but he grew up in Anderson. Uh, he's running for the pastor's conference president. Well, uh, if you think about those guys, those four guys that you've listed, Alex Sands, as you know, was the first African-American president of the South Carolina Baptist Convention. He's pastor of Kingdom Life Church, and as you mentioned, in Simpsonville. Uh, he's a good guy. He's a solid Christian and uh, it, it's just good to see his name there uh, being nominated for this office. Nathan Finn is a faculty member, as you mentioned, at North Greenville. I understand he's written a couple of books and uh, is involved in a lot of different uh, ministries, touching people on several different media outlets. I think he also preaches, and of course he teaches. David Roach, I met him several years ago. Uh, he was working with Baptist Press at that time, and like you said, he taught at Anderson University and now he's, uh, he's a pastor down in Alabama. Then there's Daniel Dickert, and he'll be nominated for president of the Pastors Conference. I have known Daniel since he was a little boy uh, growing up in South Carolina, and he went to Southwestern after graduating from North Greenville University, got his MD of and his uh, PhD while he was there. So he's a very viable candidate for Pastors Conference. This is Bob at Bob Sloan Audio Productions, the producer of this and many other podcasts. If you or someone you know would like to learn more about how to create, record, and distribute a podcast, contact me at bobsloan.com. That's B-O-B-S-L-O-N-E.com. And we'll discuss getting your podcast on the air. Okay, we're back. Uh, there's a three-way race for president this year of the Southern Baptist Convention. Florida Pastor Tom Askell, Texas Pastor Bart Barber, and former IMB missionary Robin Hathaway are all running for president. Rudy, what do you know about these fellas? 
A little. Uh, I probably know the most, uh, maybe about Tom Askell. But anyway, there are three viable candidates. They are different. Uh, I think it's been said, probably true, that Robin Hathaway uh, is the dark horse in this race. He is uh, from California, and that could make him. He resides now in Oceanside, California. He's a member of New Song Community Church. He spent uh, a couple of decades at Midwestern teaching uh, missions, and then prior to that, he was a regional uh, leader for the International Mission Board, leading about 300 missionaries. So, I mean, he's got a well-rounded uh, grasp on who Southern Baptists are from a pastoral as well as a missionary point of view. Uh, he would be an excellent candidate. I just don't think there's a lot of traction there from what I'm hearing uh, that he would be elected president. Uh, the other person is Tom Askell. He's been around for a while, somewhat of a controversial figure, uh, very, very conservative uh, on, on a lot of issues. Uh, his soteriology would uh, be Calvinistic. Uh, which I don't have any problem with his theology as much as uh, some of the strident statements he makes. But he has a following, and he's being nominated or he's being endorsed by the Conservative Baptist Network. And I think we need to understand that the Conservative Baptist Network is made up of Southern Baptists, but it is not a ministry, an entity, or any kind of institution of the Southern Baptist Convention. But they're endorsing him uh, as president uh, of the convention, and they're also, and we can get to this later, they're endorsing Vody Bachman as president of the Pastors' Conference, which is the first time in my memory I've ever heard of anybody in the Southern Baptist Convention having a ticket uh, that they've announced for president and vice president. So that's a little bit unusual, this convention that we have this year. But you have uh, Tom Askell, uh, who is in uh, Florida, been a pastor there for many years. I think his church is relatively small, but uh, do a lot of things with missions and community work and stuff like that. Very uh, very strict church, very strong church. They have elders, uh, and they have membership requirements and those kind of things. Uh, and, and then you have Bart Barber from Farnsville, Texas. He's been very involved in the convention at different levels. Uh, he served on the board at Southwestern Seminary, has his Ph.D. from Southwestern. Uh, he probably, if you think of the typical Southern Baptist Convention president, he would probably fit that profile. And from what I'm hearing, he probably is the favorite uh, to be elected in Anaheim. There's another big story uh, report that we expect to come from the Sexual Abuse Task Force. Marshall Blaylock, pastor of First Baptist Church of Charleston, South Carolina, and a former president of the South Carolina Baptist Convention is serving as vice chairman of the group. And I, I know Marshall. I've known him for years. And, of course, he's been at First Charleston for a number of years. Then uh, The kind of role he in, it, it seems like he's just well-suited to do that sort of thing. And uh, I've been in contact with him some. Of course, they've been very uh, committed to their silence of what they're going to reveal. And I think it'll take us a while to go through exactly what this report means. It made uh, a lot of news when it was adopted and came out uh, when they uh, elected the committee to do it, the Sexual Abuse Task Force. I think we have to remind ourselves, Todd, that what we're talking about here is the motion was made to investigate uh, issues of sexual abuse among members of the executive committee of the Southern Baptist Convention. And I think it's also important to know that each Baptist, Southern Baptist Church is autonomous or independent. 
So that means every church is accountable to the body themselves. So the Southern Baptist Convention could not discipline somebody in a church. If there were doctrinal problems or something else of that nature, maybe even something to do with sexual abuse down the road, then they could say, well, we're going to kick you out of the convention. But right now, there's nothing they can do. But this report doesn't look at that. It looks at sexual abuse among executive committee members. And there's a big difference there. You've got an executive committee board of trustees. You have an executive uh, committee office that has different people that work year-round in the Baptist building when the convention, of course, is not meeting. So uh, it, it's just going to be interesting. I'm sure it'll be thorough, uh, and I'm sure it'll be a good report when we finally are able to work through uh, some of the things that are mentioned in it. So why would somebody who is not Southern Baptist, why would this be relevant to them? Well, I think it's relevant to the evangelical community at large, and then probably just from some interesting onlookers, because of what it implies is that, okay, you've got the largest non-Catholic denomination in the country that's taking action to do something about sexual abuse. And I think the idea, the thinking behind this among most people is that this kind of attitude and this kind of policy will filter down into the churches where the churches will also be more careful and about how they go about doing business and screening people, watching people, making sure, for example, that young people and children are protected in the churches. Now, Rudy, you've been researching another issue that probably hadn't drawn a lot of media attention. Southern Baptist Convention messengers are being encouraged to visit a Disney theme park while they're there. Yes. Why do you feel this may be of concern to Southern Baptist families and other Christians who may be planning to visit Disney this summer? Well, in 1997, the Southern Baptist Convention officially made a motion to boycott Disney. That boycott lasted for eight years, and then... It dropped. Now we fast forward to 2022, and we have our own Baptist press issuing a story talking about Southern Baptists attending the convention could get discounted tickets from Disney. Now that created some red flags, and people commented on that. And understand that the Disney parks are directly across the street from the Anaheim Convention Center. Uh, it, it just says, okay, we boycotted them in 1997, and then in 2022, we're offering discount tickets. Something has changed. Something has changed. Disney has moved further left in their moral values. And now they are openly supporting LGBTQ plus uh, and that kind, I mean, really supporting it so much that uh, it's been reported out that some of the executives at Disney have stated they want to have as many as 50% of their characters LGBTQ plus going into the future. So as moral Bible believing people, we got a problem with that. And uh, I think we need to speak up about it. And it's a great time and place for the nation's largest non-Catholic denomination to say something about this. Now, Disney is much more than just a theme park, isn't it? It's a mega corporation. Uh, what are some of the uh, influences that Disney has on our culture? Well, Todd Disney is a mega corporation, and some of their holdings are, are just massive, including ABC, ESPN, Pixar, 21st Century Fox, National Geographic, the History Channel, Marvel Studios, Lucasfilm. They own a majority of Hulu, a majority of A&E, a majority of Lifetime, Hollywood Records, Core Publishing, Touchstone Pictures, Maker Studios, Steamboat Ventures, Synergy Group, Earth Star, and there are more. 
they're just a large mega influence. They have a lot of power. They have a lot of money. And now they have shifted their focus in support of something that is against the basic biblical values of Bible-believing Christians. Well, one last thing, Todd, I oh, think we'd like okay. to mention would be the Pastors' Conference of the Southern Baptist Convention. That's been its own kind of controversy this year, and that meets the Sunday before, and they vote the Sunday before or the Monday before uh, the convention actually starts. Daniel Dickard, we mentioned him earlier, is being nominated for president. He's in his first pastorate. He served as a dean after getting his Ph.D. at Southwestern, worked there, and then became the pastor of Friendly Avenue Baptist Church in Greensboro, North Carolina. And he's going to be nominated as president. Also being nominated for president is Vody Bachman. Now, Vody Bachman was one of the founding pastors of Grace Family Bible Church in Spring, Texas. Uh, today, he's serving as the dean of theology uh, for the African Christian University. The African Christian University was created by the Reformed Baptist Church Association of Zambia. Uh, and that association appoints the trustees for the school. So the school itself, then, is in no way, shape, or form Southern Baptist school, maybe in line with some of our beliefs. But he is not a Southern Baptist pastor at this time either. So I think the puzzling thing for a lot of people is how can somebody, and by the way, I love Vody Bachman. I, he's a great apologist. I mean, he's a wonderful speaker. He is keen. He's insightful. He's smart. Uh, and he's a very good speaker. But Vody is not a member currently of a Southern Baptist church, and he's running as president for the Southern Baptist Convention Pastors Conference. So that there's a little bit of quandary about that, and then you've got Daniel Dickard, who is, you'd say, is a solid Southern Baptist. All of his education has been Southern Baptist, so was Vody's, and Daniel's in a Southern Baptist church. Uh, so, I mean, you've got that. It's going to be a, an interesting outcome or those two, but that, that's brought about a lot of things uh, that's uh, creating some conversation about that. Definitely an interesting dynamic to watch in our pastor's conference. And let me say one more thing about that. You say, how in the world could this happen in the Southern Baptist Convention? Well, I did a little bit of research and found out that the Southern Baptist Convention Pastors Conference, which is not part of the Southern Baptist Convention officially. I didn't realize that. And they have no governing documents. So they don't have constitution, they don't have bylaws, they don't even have rules of operation. So I think that's going to change. And I believe that uh, what Daniel Dickert has said, that if he's elected, he will go to work immediately to create some docu documents uh, governing rules for the pastor's conference. I think it's much needed, and I think whoever's elected president, uh, it would be easier for somebody that is a Southern Baptist pastor to change the documents than it would for somebody that's not. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us and uh, hope you'll join us again soon for another Courier Conversations. God bless. We're glad you joined us for Courier Conversations, where we are informing and inspiring South Carolina Baptists and beyond. For more information about these topics and more, subscribe to our e-edition or go to our website at baptistcourier.com. The Courier is located in Greenville, South Carolina, as a multimedia ministry partner of the South Carolina Baptist Convention. To comment about today's podcast, email us at conversations at baptistcourier.com. This podcast produced by Bob Sloan Audio Productions.